Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine that one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quantum Alchemy Radio. I'm your host, and my name is Anya Sophia Mann. I am so delighted to be with you here today, because on Quantum Alchemy, this is where we talk about life, the universe, and everything. And speaking of the universe, today's topic is we are not alone, and science shows we are a multiverse. Whoa, I'll say that again. We are not alone, and science shows we are a multiverse. So as we go along today, our co-host Ruth in England, she and I will be chatting back and forth about the, the topic and what it means, what it means to us as individuals, how it shows up in our life, and also I will be opening up the coaching lines today, and basically what that means is coaching on any topic, whether it's personal or professional. I run the gamut as a, as a visionary intuitive. I just run the gamut, and it's pretty interesting to listen to different folks come forward with what it is that they want coaching around. So in addition to dialoguing around our topic, yeah, coaching, as, as the intro says, we're looking at shifting a perspective, and that's a little bit of my role as I'm listening to, you know, pieces of your story that you're bringing forward for coaching. I'm really listening for where are the places where I can put shine a light and perhaps cause a shift in your perspective. And then you begin to, aha, see something a little bit different, and then what happens is out there in your world, a shift in perspective does create a shift in reality. And click the button that, that take you to either it's Facebook or Twitter and share this show with others. We want to be contagious, and we're already very international, thousands of listeners. Thank you so much, folks, for dialing in. Really, really appreciate that. So let's check in and see if Ruth has made it here. Ruth, are you here? I am here. Hello, Anya, and hello, everybody. Uh-huh. Hello, all our listeners. Uh-huh. <laughs> hello, Ruth. That's Ruth Haddikin. She's in England. Yes, we take it beyond, listeners, we take it beyond the dialogue that's happening here, in addition to the coaching. We take it beyond that and really maximize so that you can begin to really um, become expanded in your consciousness around all these different topics. We're really looking at bridging spirituality and science and how it applies to our everyday and how it applies to our work, how we can bring it into our families. And I also highly suggest that you have a journal. If you intend to become a, you know, a weekly listener as well as listening to all the archives whenever you want, they're there, they're available, and start taking notes in your journal because I'm giving tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply to your daily living at home 
and that worked. So here we go, Ruth. Let's mm. take a look at today's topic. We are not alone. Science shows we are a multiverse. Now, being that we talk about life, the universe, and everything, let's start as we always do with what's a multiverse? I know. What is a multiverse? I just want to remind listeners as well, after this little talky bit, we will just be going straight into the live coaching. So, yeah. <laughs> what, did you call, what, what did you call it? Did you say foggy bit? A talky bit. A talky bit. After this little talky bit, <laughs> we'll be going into live coaching. <laughs> right. Okay, right. I, I can hear it now when people say, oh, so, you know, what do you do? What's your work? Oh, I do talky bits. <laughs> I love it, Ruth. I love it. Huh? So here we go. Really multiverse. Yeah. Do a talky bit yeah. on multiverse, Ruth. Here's a talk a bit on the multiverse, okay? Our best friend Wikipedia. You know, we always start with Wikipedia um, for our definitions. It's such a great source of definitions, you know. So according to Wikipedia, the multiverse is a hypothetical set of infinite possible universes, uh, including our own universe that we currently experience, that together comprise everything that exists and can exist. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? That's huge. And just so people know, yep, it's the multiverse is the hypothetical set of infinite possible universes, including our own, that together comprise everything that exists and can exist. Whoa. That's a lot to take in, isn't it, listeners? Is sitting there, taking universe and expanding it to a multiverse, and that science is now showing we are a multiverse. Ooh, can't wait to dialogue about this route. Yeah. Well, that's the important point, that it was up until now, up until recently, it was a hypothesis. And what a hypothesis is, is it's an idea. Basically, it's an idea. We think this is how it works. And then what science does is it has experiments that test the hypothesis to see whether it's so or whether it's not so, whether whether Mm -hmm. it is the case or whether it's not the case. And, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, this great article that we've been uh, researching this week says there is evidence now that, yes, it is so. There is now evidence of multiple universes. So, it, you know, it's not a hypothesis or won't be for much longer. It's, it's mm-hmm, going to be fact. Mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. And which article was that, Ruth, the National Geographic? That's right. That's right. A great article in National Geographic magazine called Big Bang Discovery Opens Doors to the Multiverse. Mm. That's a great title, isn't it? Yeah. And Ruth, with the with the energies, the new energies that are really just flooding the planet right now, I trust, listeners, I trust that I am not the only one that is starting to really feel um, more than I am, bigger than I am, more expanded than I am. It's like the little me, you know, is not feeling little anymore. It's it's feeling 
more expanded than ever. I'm curious about that, Ruth. Are you hearing anything or noticing that within yourself or your clients or that people are feeling there's more than this, there's more than this, I'm more than this, there's more than this? Mm, yes, absolutely. On Facebook as well, conversations, you know, there's a lot. People now are like, wow, yes, there is more than this. And something's yeah. going on. That's another thing I keep hearing. Something's going on. They don't know what it is, but something's going on. Yeah, and there's evidence everywhere. Spring is earlier, and, you know, there's, yeah, there's just lots showing up. So let's say a bit more about multiverse and, and what that might mean, Ruth, in our everyday. And don't hesitate to ask me questions, Ruth, as to, you know, whatever comes to you that, you know, I'll, I'll just tap into my world and, and see, well, what does it mean to me? So make it um, applicable to the everyday, Ruth. What does it mean, multiverse? Well... What what the what this article has said is that they've discovered gravitational waves that point to a universe filled with many universes. So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite phenomenal, really. It, it totally flips how we always thought of ourselves as just you know. There's that TV show called The Third Rock from the Sun, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you count out from the sun, you've got the moon, Mercury, and uh, then you've got us. Um, so, and, and that's kind of how science has portrayed us up until now, that here we are, like, you know, there was a TV show in the UK, it probably wasn't in America, uh, called The Clangers, which were these little animals that just lived on a rock that was floating around in space. And, and there's kind of always been this idea that we're just alone, oh, floating out here on this rock all by ourselves. <laughs> and this... Um, this research now speaks to the to really to the, to the connectedness of everything, you know. That, so, on an everyday level, that's I think that's got to be comforting to people to know we we really aren't alone and never were. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of of um, Richard um, Greer. Is it Richard Greer? Steve, um, Stephen Greer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And and boy, what a courageous man he is. He's really mm-hmm. out on a limb, you know, as to, let's call it research right now, the research and connecting with, you know, other beings. And also, Ruth, um, where did I read, uh, read or hear? We have been discovered by another planet and that we have... We're receiving contact. I mean, these are all things the government keeps from us at this time, but those of us who are pretty sensitive and, you know, in those realms, that makes perfect sense to me. What about you? Absolutely, yes. Well, um, it's, for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual experience. You know, when when I'm walking in nature and I feel just connected to everything, when you just feel there's no separation, your nature, nature is you, and there's the birds singing and the sun shining, and I think if a space alien popped up in front of me right there and then, they're not going to be separate from nature, are they? They're, they're going to just be part of everything the same, as, the same as we are. So I've always been really quite, although I've never had personal experience, I've always been really very open to the idea. But what for me... Um, 
is important about Stephen Greer's work is he's deeply spiritual and he speaks about this spiritual connection and he's had this most of his life. He did have um, he did have physical contact with ETs when he was a, a young man, when he was about 18. This is in his book, um, Hidden Truth, Forbidden Knowledge. And they taught him how to meditate. They taught him how to expand his heart. And he realized he could connect with other beings, whether they were on planet or off planet, by expanding mm-hmm. his heart. And I've heard you talk about, you know, expanding your heart and energy mm-hmm. and feeling the, you know, feeling the oneness with the universe. And that's how he does it. He, he says he's in constant contact now with other beings because he, he, he expands his heart energy. Yes, yes. Very powerful. Very very beautiful, Ruth, to see them thinking about that. And listeners, um, so what might that be, expanding your heart energy? Quite simply, it's just put your attention in the area of your body where your heart is. And let's just say bring in to your consciousness someone that you love. Or it could be your pet, could be a child, could be your husband, could be your wife. Bring in someone that you really love um, and just allow that feeling in your heart to be there. And then imagine that as your heart is beating, imagine that you're breathing in and out through your heart and that eventually let the heart energy expand so almost your entire body becomes a breathing in and a breathing out from the epicenter of your heart, that you're really breathing from the place of love. Amazing when you move through the world and you start to connect with people in that way, whether they're physically with you or you're thinking about them. Amazing things happen. They pick up the phone, they call you, say, hey, they're thinking about you, or, and you're like, wow. I remember being on a plane move, and my friend Donna back east in Boston, was picking me up. There was a point on the plane, my eyes were closed, and I was just in a meditative state. Woo, whoosh, in came this warmth into my heart. I looked at my clock, and I said, oh, Donna is sending me love. Got off the plane, there's Donna picking me up, and I said, were you thinking about me and sending waves of love? She said, absolutely. I said, what time? And she said, the time. And so we do. We are connected and we do receive it. It's, <laughs> excuse me, it's one of the most beautiful aspects of ourselves. So, Ruth, let's move into a promo. And basically, it's a 30-second promo. Folks, let's just tell you how to get in touch with me if, you know, visionary intuitive sessions or coaching sessions or consulting is something that you're interested in, and we'll tell you how to connect with me on that. And then, Ruth, we're going to open up those coaching lines. When, if, you are really ready for a quantum leap in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or relationally, visit AnyaSophiaMann.com. Visionary Intuitive, Coaching and Consultant, AnyaSophiaMann.com. I'll see you there. Are you ready? 
I say this every time I get so excited when I hear, are you ready? You know, as I was just listening to that promo, I was thinking, you know, words, words, they're not easy. Coaching, consulting, um, visionary, intuitive. It's like even those, let's call them labels in the moment, they kind of don't explain it. It just, I, do you get what I'm <laughs> saying, Ruth? <laughs> I do, I do, and I've, I'm having known you for the, for the 12 years that I have. It really isn't easy to explain, but as, as given that you are um, highly energetically aware and multidimensional, all I can say is that you are able to actually tune into a person, and you can kind of you if you had never come across an acorn in your life, you as being who you are, would hold that in your hand and say, oh, I sense this. I can sense the energy here. It's going to be big. It's going to be, you might describe a tree. It's going to have a trunk. It's going to have leaves. It's going to have branches. So all I can say is that um, in all the years I've I've known you, Anya, you have been able to um, tune into somebody's highest potential and guide them toward that and steer them away from when, when they're not being that. And so for in, in my own experience, I can, I can, having worked with you, I can remember times when I was, you know, feeling pretty low and <clears throat> acting pretty, pretty small and, and probably just showing the, 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 the small me, the little me. And, and you really encouraged me to go beyond that, to, to not only dream bigger or think bigger, but to actually... Um, stand in that and stand in the biggest and, and brightest and best of who we are even when we can't see it ourselves so um, and I've seen you on your work with people from all walks of life, all disciplines I've seen you work one to one I've seen you work in workshops I've seen you go in and work systems corporations, small groups family groups because essentially what you're doing is you're sensing the energy and sensing the highest potential of that energy so whether it's one acorn or whether it's a forest you have the ability to sense what that is capable of becoming what it wants to become what its potential what it really wants to become in this uh, in this world in this lifetime and that that's so valuable i just say to people call in call in and experience this quantum alchemy laser coaching for yourself because that's the best way to understand it Yes, it is. It is. Long answer you know, on your book. Ruth, <laughs> it's, it's really I big. know, I know. But Ruth, when you <laughs> talked about the acorn, which, by the way, is one of my favorite things to hold, is an acorn, because it just describes everything about us, all potential possibility, probabilities, right there in that acorn. And if it has the right causes and conditions and elements, it will come into that oak tree. That is who we all are. All of that exists in all of us. And so, yeah, love talking about that, Ruth. So shall we jump in? And is there anyone on the coaching line? If not, we have so much to dialogue about. Yeah, okay. So the first person, the last four digits of your phone number are 7069. So 7069, you're live on air with Anya. Hi, Hi, Anya. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Who is this? 
This is Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Thank you for having me on the call. Um, You're very welcome. What is it that you want to bring to this international circle of people who are just pouring their energy into this call? And all of that, by the way, folks, supports whatever wants to move in Barbara today. So here we go, Barbara, to tell me a little bit about what's up. Well, the multiverse, um, sometimes um, I don't feel like I'm from this world and um, I'm a loner, although, you know, I associate with people. I just, sometimes I feel like an alien and being alone really Mm -hmm. doesn't bother me, but I'm not a recluse. Mm -hmm. I I like to help Mm -hmm. people, but sometimes I just really don't feel like I'm from here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's an unusual feeling, Barbara, for a whole lot of people. Um, and so I wonder, this is, this is, this in this moment, I wonder, based on your experience, Barbara, and maybe support the listeners in, in this question, what might that mean to you? I don't feel like I'm from here. Because if we think about it for a moment, if you have that feeling of being a stranger to this or I don't feel like I'm from here, let's see, how do I say this? How would you know that? It's almost the indicator that you're not from here, that very feeling, mm, I don't feel like I'm from here. That's the indicator that you're not. So in your words, Barbara, what might that mean to you? Mars, Venus, I don't know. I'm just saying, what might that mean to you? Because it can mean a myriad of things to all the different listeners. What's it mean to you? Might that um, sometimes, you? I guess I just feel like I'm um, on a bubble looking, looking from the outside in. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Sometimes seeing from the inside out, but I just, I just sometimes don't feel connected to everything. Um, other times I feel very connected. I, I don't always feel connected to others. Right, I feel right, remote. right, right, right. I understand that. And, okay, so get out your journals, folks, drop these down. This is actually, I already brought it up around the heart. So if you are feeling, you know, in all due respect to everything that you've said so far, Barbara, if you are not feeling connected, the truth is we are all connected. In the oneness that we all are, in the oceanic consciousness that we are all swimming in, so to speak, we are all connected. And if you're not feeling connected to another person, there's the feedback that you're not connected to yourself. Because, and stay with me as, as, a, as, I, as I complete this, listeners, because when we move into the heart and we live connected to our core and from our heart center, We can't not to the other person. We can't not feel it. So does that mean 
you're going to love everybody that comes into your space and, you know, no, it doesn't. What it means is you can be in the loving space within yourself as people come and go in your life that you're really not interested in. You know, the, you, you just don't, you don't resonate with them. Perfectly normal, absolutely. However, if you're connected, Barbara, to you, you will be able to move through the world feeling connected, more connected to you in spite of the differences. Does that make sense? It does, and I'll explain real quick. Um, maybe I feel deeper uh, connected because it seems like so many people are just on the surface. And um, yes, yes, they're just worried about, you know, what they can get and, you know, me, 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 and, and very superficial. And I know there's gold in all of us, and I understand that. So I, I don't think I connect to that first top layer of people. You don't think that you do. No, I, I, it goes it goes deeper. I, I connect on a deeper level, mm-hmm. but it's hard to scrape the crust off of people sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. what if, Baba? That's not your job. What if that's, that's not great. your job? What if your only your only job is to be as deeply connected, you know, in the empowerment of of self love, and staying with that. Those crusty top layers in in people, you know, out there in the world, it won't even phase you. You'll notice it, but it won't phase you. You you will not be bothered by it. So if that's the only thing that we do, listeners and Barbara, is, is make it our practice, am I loving myself today? Who am I being today? You know, and I don't mean that from you know, being so self-centered, but being centered in self, and I say that with a capital F, centered in self, because who you really are is love and light from source, from divine, God, whatever language fits your world at this time. You are an aspect of that, just like, a, you know, we get a beautiful blanket of snow, on a nice, crisp, wintry day, you, you know, every single one of those snowflakes is unique and individual, and it creates the whole of the blanket that just, you know, blanketed your front lawn and is so beautiful. That's what we are, unique, individual, and yet we are all connected in that uniqueness in the individuality, and what connects us is the source that's running through us, is us. So the crusty bits, Barbara, they they go away. So what I would invite you to consider is that when you're starting to feel separate, different, I'm not from here, you know, those, those are the indicators that's your barometer directly showing you how connected or not so connected you are to your core, to the essence that is you. That makes sense? Mm, it does. Uh, it does yeah. in self-love. 
plays a, a huge part in that, which I'm getting better and better at. Yes. So the important point I want to make here is that is about the barometer, that that is your barometer. And, you know, I'll bring it to my own life just for a moment. That's that's what I use. And depending upon what I go out and about, the grocery, the mall, wherever, you know, out and about, and I look for where am I in an attitude, like what is that loser doing or what's wrong with that person? I, that's attitude. And if I have attitude, even for a moment, I know that's an indicator that I am not connected to myself because my energy is going out there instead of in here and in my beingness and looking at the world through that connection to myself, capital S, my self-love. Enormous empowerment in that when you can walk through the world, not distorted, seeing through very clear eyes and a clear lens of the heart and the soul, you again, you will know it, Barbara, by what you're like out and about with people. that makes sense? It does. Um, thank beautiful. you very much. Beautiful. And, Barbara, isn't it beautiful? Uh, you know, and I really appreciate you calling in. Isn't it beautiful that all we need is a little reminder uh-oh, step to the left a little bit, and you're, boom, back on track. Yeah. So thank you for that. And sometimes that's all it is. It's just a little tweaking, and boom, we're back on track. So thank you, Barbara. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for helping me get back on track. Uh-huh. Don't be a way to do it. Very, very welcome. Don't hesitate. Call in. Let your friends know. Let's get some coaching done. And let's some perspective. Anyone else on the line, please? Yes, the next person, the last four digits of your phone number are 7070, so 7070. You're now live on the air with Anya. Hi, it's Anya. Who's here? Hi, Anya. Hi, it's Patty. I'm listening, and I'd love to give my spot to uh, to someone else that's on the line. Cause it's, okay. it's the usual Patty. Oh, <laughs> hi, you. Patty. Hi. Okay. Hi. Are you there? Are you? Can you give us just a little update as to where you are? Because you're up to really big stuff, Patty. <laughs> yes, I can. Thank you. Um, we, Thomas and I, are holding a full pink moon and lunar eclipse ceremony in our backyard in Encinitas, and we've opened it opened it to our circles, you know, different circles in our community. And so we'll be hosting that on Tuesday, April 15th, and, um, which is huge for me because I used to hold private ceremonies, and now I've opened it up to the community. So that's really big for me. And... Um, the writing, the, I have been invited to the Big Island to lead a, um, a women's circle um, in the spring, uh, not this year, but the following year, and to be part of a, a group there. And Thomas and I are still working uh, on our book and, um, and our relationship, and so in keeping in in. Tune with the multiverse. Is that yes. 
that right, multiverse? Yes. Um, it's amazing. Your your session just a second ago was um, was a, a, a sweet yes was a sweet reminder of how when we're not connected to ourselves, we're definitely not hmm. connected to other. And that yeah. that was just a it was. It, that really resonated with me. So thank you for that, Barbara, and and for your yeah. expertise, Anya. It just hit home yeah. for me this morning. Yeah. Did you really get, um, Patty, did you really get um, what I was really trying to drive home was that, you know, when we look at, you know, whether it's close, intimate relationships like Thomas for you or you're out and about and it's, you know, the checker at the grocery, you know, that's moving checking out your groceries with you, that who we're being in that moment to and with that person, let's say we look away, we don't look at them, all indicators as to where you are in proximity to connection to yourself. That was really the point that I was driving on. Can you relate with that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And in fact, I'll share a very brief example. I was with a gal the other day. We were in a circle, a prayer circle together, and she wanted to hear of my experience over the weekend. And so we decided to just walk around the neighborhood from the place we were at. And we walked and I said that I I was going to go get a cup of tea. And she said, oh, well, maybe I'll join you. And I said, sure, come along. And so suddenly she wanted, she said, oh, how about, and I said, sure, I'll offer you, I'll, I'll buy you a tea, let's do it. And so we are going there, and she said, you know, I prefer a beer. And I said to myself, a beer, you know, it's like noon in the middle of the day, right? And never expecting this response. And then suddenly we get to the place. She says, oh, maybe I'll just have tea. So I was in this little moment where I could have judged her. And then I went inside and I realized, oh, this isn't about me. And it's all about me. And where am I right now, Patty? Check in. (laughs) So, So I checked. In and I thought tea, coffee, beer, water. It's not going into my body yet. I'm affected by it because it's not what I'm offering. And at the same time, um, so I ended up paying for the beer, and all these little glitches kept happening. And I finally okay. said, God, what are you telling me here? And I had to sit down and just take that deep breath and just go, okay, Uh, what are you saying to me? And it was that I needed to sit and drink water. I was dehydrated on top of I was taken aback. So how do you deal with it? You go in, take a deep breath, Patty, and just stop for a moment. And uh, that was reconnecting with myself and then allowing her to be who she is, and then I could meet her where she was and not make it about me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. (laughs) And I I invite you to consider this question, Patty. And listeners, this this is a question I share with a lot of clients and I use myself, and it simply is this. When you're confronted with something, you know, in front of you, as Patty's bringing forth a beer at noon, 
so she's just noticing. So the question is, what about this is about me? What about this is about me? Powerful. Powerful. Remember, we live in this in this universe, which is part of a multiverse. This universe is um, physical. In other words, this dimension, everything materializes so that we can grow, learn, teach in our own soul evolution. We grow, we learn, we teach. And if we didn't have the people outside of us, let's just say Thomas, your partner right now, mirroring things back to us, we would not grow, learn, teach as quickly. It's because we are in a universe that physically manifests what's in our unconscious or subconscious. So it comes up and out of viewing. Wow. And so your friend that wanted the beer at noon is a benevolent messenger, meaning not good, not bad, benevolent messenger, came out with that scenario to heighten your awareness about something that's in your subconscious. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just give a little example myself. You know, I, I'm up at 3.34 in the morning. That's just my wiring. It's my world. That's when I go into meditation, contemplation, pondering, journaling, prayers, all of it. And so can you imagine by noon? Noon is not like lunch for me. Noon is more like dinner for me, Right. Yes. So let's say we're having a beautiful piece of fish, and I think, oh, you know, I'd really like a glass of white wine with that. You know, compliments the fish nicely. And the other person's going, whoa, she drinks. It, it's like it just turned noon, not even knowing. You know, this person doesn't get up at 8 o'clock. They get up at yes. 4. It's, yeah, exactly. So Beautiful example that you brought forward, Patty. I love that example. Thank you so much for that. Yes. So thank yeah, you my for you. You're doing awesome. Thank you so much, Anya. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it, and to to wrap up that that lunch, uh, it turned out to be a shared lunch, and it was a delightful uh, opening to to the next step, which was to go to the garden to bring home my mother's favorite flowers so that I could see her every day in my garden. Uh, This woman brought that message to me and Mm -hmm. not judging her, you know, as her words were to me, I am so grateful that you understand me. Mm -hmm. So that's in in alignment with understanding, you know, just being with her, being with you, right, at that moment. Anyhow, it just turned out to be a delightful day, so delightful moment with her. Right. And what contributed 
to that delightfulness was you paying attention to what was going on. You paying attention because everyone around you, those are your messengers, letting you know where you are in your world. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. And so, listeners, yeah. that's an in, that's I'm going to put that another way. That's an invitation to. Get your energy off the other people. Get it off the yeah. other people and get yeah. it back into you. You know, I need I need to come in here for a moment, Patty, with my grandson, who's seven now. And so, you know, all the conditioning, everything, you know, is starting to come forth now. And so he'll, he's now in the stage of his sister, you know, well, she did this and she did that. And if she didn't do that, then I wouldn't be doing this. And I'm going, oh, okay. The innocence <laughs> and the pureness of the child is now entering society and the societal conditioning. He's now on the road of the voyage of self-discovery and learning through life, you know, what you can't cause someone else to do something or say something, you know, it's all within you, it's all the projections, but you can see now how life is going to teach him that this is in your subconscious, this is in your unconscious, that you are blaming the other person. Um, he had a nosebleed, and, and I said, well, cool, let's, let's twist the Kleenex and put it up into your nose. And so... He didn't like doing that, but he did it. And then when he took it out, of course, the blood was there. Nana, it's your fault that my nose is bleeding because you had me put this up there. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay, so there we go, folks. You know, give yourself some compassion because it's within us to, to automatically think like that. And until we become more conscious, we have to be unconscious to let what's in the unconscious come up. It gets reflected back to us from other people to help us become conscious about it. Then we move into things like self-realization, self-respect, self-regard, self-empowerment. So, yeah, listening to you, Patty, who are you on a good path? <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Patty, for calling in. Oof, let's let's scoot over and let's just roll right in, and we'll do a quantum moment for about two to three minutes, basically. Um, listeners, you just just take those two or three minutes. That's all it takes. Stop what you're doing. Close your eyes if you can. Not in this moment. We'll do it in about ten minutes, and just allow yourself to drop in. And then what I'll do is just open up to the collective consciousness, see what words just flow through me with a little bit of background music. And who knows, maybe it just might be the right words in the right moment for you, wherever you are, listening live or listening to the archives later on. So, again, I want to support you, and that's really the thought behind all this, is to support you in taking a few moments every day Drop in, get yourself centered, get yourself into your heart, and move out into the world from that place. Yes. And also, I want to jump in, Ruth, around the 
the new segment on Quantum Alchemy Radio, and it's called Unwavering Strength. Mm-hmm. Ruth, do you want to do the 30-second promo on that? Sure. Join us for Unwavering Strength with Anya Sophia Nian. Listen with us as we laugh, cry, feel, heal, and be inspired with the heartfelt truth of real life situations of courage to confidence. Be with us on Unwavering Strength with Anya Sophia Nian. It's real here. my mind in the moment, Ruth, is show number one is when I interviewed and was hearing and sharing, really, the story of Judy O'Byrne. And Judy is the editor for the book series, Unwavering Strength. And, oh, what a touching story. Um, Just imagine, you know, the loss of five intimate people closest to her in four years. It's pretty touching and amazing and inspiring and encouraging stories. And Unwavering Strength begins with the next episode of Clear Light Quantum Alchemy. Make sure you are subscribed at clearlight.substack.com to receive all podcast episodes. So Ruth, let's do a little bit more on multiverse and um, what that might mean to our every day. In particular, let's reflect a bit on Barbara and not feeling like she's from here and, and, you know, seeing from the outside in. In your life, Ruth, can you relate with any of what she said? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, And working with you helped me to move keep moving, keep moving from the head to the heart. They say that's the longest journey. But when I get caught in my head doing a lot of technical stuff or or whatever, you know, conversations going around in my head, whatever, that's when I feel the most disconnected. And just when I'm quietest, like I said earlier, walking in nature is when when I notice that uh, I feel more connected. So it really is all about the heart connection, Anya, which is a theme of your work, the heart connection. So as pertains to multiverse, when you are connected to your heart and let's say you're in nature, can you feel that you're more than that mental, brilliant mind of yours? Can you feel that you're more than that, Ruth? And what's that like in terms of multiverse? Well, absolutely, because there's no separation between me and nature when I'm when I'm just in the quiet, in the silence, and and the the feeling that it's it's a feeling state, Mm. and so there's there's no separation there. And I was I was um, smiling when when I played the 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 promo for the Quantum Journeys because I played the wrong one. (laughs) You've got two versions of that one. Usually play the other version. And that one sounded more like the, um, you know, the theme from the Twilight Zone or something. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in the '60s, you know, with the, the, you know, the thing, the creature from the pit, you know, and the <laughs> space aliens are coming, the space aliens are coming, the space aliens are coming. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's quite when when you listen, when you hear the word multiverse 
from that mental yeah. place, from that place of separation, that's where your mind goes, oh, the space aliens are coming, you know, the creature from the pit. And when you move to the, <laughs> when you move to the heart center, there's no separation. And um, it reminded me that today's topic, the whole thing today, the whole conversation today reminded me of um, a lot of the Buddhist teachings that I've, I've heard and I've read. And they speak about myriads of, of realms and myriads of beings. But they never say space aliens. They, they never say the word alien or the word ET. And I think that's for a very important reason because if you, if you look up, which I haven't done, by the way, so I haven't got a definition of alien, but it means foreign. It means something separate, something sure. apart from us. And in nature, sure. there can't be anything apart from us. So all of these other beings, whatever realms they're in, they're not separate from us. They're still connected, mm. too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I definitely heard that in um, Barbara's when she was speaking about looking, excuse me, from the outside in and from the inside out and all of that. And so, you know, I, I don't know why I, I'm reminded of this right now, Ruth, probably because you said the word alien, foreign too. And so mm-hmm. then we have the big thing, you know, spaceships and aliens and all this and all that. Well, guess who's had one of those experiences of my own you know, I, I, you know, I don't have like a drug, you know, history in my background, so where I could say to myself, oh, okay, that's a flashback from the 70s. You know, I just, I don't have a drug history in my background. So what I was experiencing was really, really real. And basically what it was is I was about 11 o'clock at night driving on a very, very dark road in Arizona, which is where I live coming back from my daughter's, and um, driving along, you know, on the road, no lights, dark, and I, a thought drops in my head. Well, I happen to be very sensitive, so I actually felt the thought drop in from the outside in, not a thought that came from the inside. I actually felt it like that. And then I had the thought, gee, I have never seen a spaceship. Well, as I round the corner in the darkness, all of a sudden, I'm like, what is that? And I see these perfectly uniform, so to speak, like string of lights, very, very large, around what appeared to be a disc. I'm like, what is that? And I kind of got mesmerized a little bit by how the lights were so uniform. And then I saw that the lights tilt and start to spin around. And I went, oh, my God, that's a spaceship. And the moment I said that, the lights went out. And I did not feel afraid. I... I was curious. I was not afraid at all. And I really, in looking back on it as I continued driving, it was like, wow, that was a connection. And that thought that dropped in my head was a telepathic communication preparing me for what I was about to see. Pretty amazing. Mm. So when I hear other people's experiences, you know, I, 
I'm open to the idea because I've, I've had my own experience. Actually, one of many, but there you go. Yeah, so, so in this universe of ours, can we be part of a multiverse? Absolutely. And science says so, right, Ruth? That's right. Science says so now. It's official. Yeah. So the, just, just to remind people, the evidence that has now come to light, and this is in the National Geographic article, whereas before it was only a theory that we had multiple universes, when, something, when, the, when, they, when they produce evidence, the theory then becomes scientific fact. And so the evidence now is that they, the patterns that they're noticing, the gravitational waves that they are noticing, indicate that we are inhabiting a universe filled with many universes. Because the patterns, the energetic patterns that they're seeing are not possible from just one universe. Right. Yeah. And it never made sense to me that we're the only ones here. It just never made sense to me. And so, you know, again, getting practical about it, Ruth, and bringing it down to every day. So what does that mean? Bringing it down to its simplest, most succinct point it means that, you know, there's more than us. There's more than us here that we're connected to. And in this multiverse, it's something that connects all of us. All of us are connected in that in that energy, really, really. What would you say about that, Ruth, in terms of energy? Um. Yes, it's an, it's an energy, and it's a it's a formless energy. I'm just thinking about this this article again. That um, it, it, at one point in this article, they say that there there are at least eleven dimensions. There have to be at least eleven dimensions, yes. you know, possibly yes. possibly more dimensions than we are even capable of calculating. So yes. uh, so that so they say that, and they also say at the same time that atoms won't stick together in a universe with more than four dimensions. So then, reading between the lines, I think, well, that implies then that there must be formless realms. There must be realms where beings exist that actually don't have physical form. If there are, if there are, countless, if there are countless universes that have more than four dimensions, and atoms, so you need atoms to stick together to create a physical form, you know, so... Um, if, if, if atoms can only, if physical forms can only exist in four-dimensional universes, then all of the other gazillion universes must be formless. So there must be right. no physical form. There must just be energy fields and thoughts and uh, you know uh, clouds of energy. It's it's fascinating. Uh, uh. Yes, Ruth. And as I'm listening to you say that, my mind is um, the information that's coming in is around Korean Kazaza who we're going to listen to on Unwavering Strength radio show where she tells her story about being with her mom as her mom is passing. And Ruth, she, you'll hear it in the interview toward the end where she's alluding to watching something and feeling something happening with her mother that just had such a lightness and a joy to it as she began to... Um, let's just say slip away from this realm. So yeah, really interesting to hear you say that because it really it it, text, it it really connects in. Very very interesting, fascinating. 
what a world we live in. And so, Ruth, let's move into um, the tenet and, you know, how we do this. Can we just see how it fits into the all of it? So what tenet are we with today, Ruth? This is tenet number 19. So this is... Uh, from Anya's ebook in the light of a new day. So if you go to Anya's website, anyasofiaman.com, you'll see Anya's ebook in the light of a new day. And this is a collection of 44 beautiful tenets. And tenets are poetic verses that give us spiritual guidance. And so Anya uh, wrote these 44 tenets for another publication a few years ago, but, but they didn't have photographs. What Anya's done in the ebook is brought them to, together with uh, each tenet, each verse, accompanied with a beautiful, beautiful photograph. So go check that out, folks, on anyasofiaman.com. Click on the store and look at the ebook in the light of a new day. And this one today that Anya's about to read is. Uh, Conscious Journey, tenant number 19. Uh, yes, and I just clicked on it, and as you know, Ruth, I, I never know which, you know, what, what it's going to say. So we just kind of, like divination cards, you know. I just click on it, and there it is. Okay, so we're doing 19. I don't know the words until I read it. And let's see how it fits into today. Into today. So here we go. In the light of a new day. Conscious Journey, Tenet 19 of 44. In the light of who we are, we drop labels of societal and familial conditioning. We be with what presents in our lives for our soul growth. We experience ourselves having new eyes to see with, new ears to hear with, when we come out from under what has been conditioned onto us, we can clearly see that we are not those labels. Mm. Big message there, Ruth. What did you mm-hmm. hear in that, and how, how how does it apply to today? Well, it's it's a huge message because it's about just being naturally with what presents right in front of us without putting labels mm. on it and, you know, dropping mm. our old labels and our old prejudices, you know, and just being with what is. And then, of course, in that space, there are no aliens. That would just be a label. <laughs> uh, no space aliens, yeah. just, just us. <laughs> exactly. And so... You know, alien is alien, foreign to us. It could be someone in Africa, someone in China. It's just, it just means that it's foreign to us. We're not familiar with it. That's, that simply is what it means. And again, back to the place of when we go in and we connect to our heart energy, that is what connects all of us in that magnetic field of the heart. And that's what it is. It's a magnetic field that connects all of us. Let's go into um, a quantum moment, Ruth. And um, the, um, the music from number one, I think, will work well. Folks, just take a few minutes, if you can, if it's possible for you to close your eyes for a moment. Or, or keep them open. Just relax, breathe. And we're going to go inside for just a few moments. Two or three minutes. Here we go, Ruth. 
My heart knows you. And your heart knows me. And if we take the time to just put our hands to our heart and allow ourselves to feel the breathing that's happening behind the heart, we'll start to feel what's really going on in your world. Love. Feel that love as an emanation of light that's beaming right through your hand, right through your eyes, through your entire being that's beaming out into the world. This is who you really are. Taking the time in the present, now, eternal moment, you can feel the stillness and the joy of being an open heart. Breathe you into this world through the heart. And from there you will begin to connect universally into the multiverse of all that is into the magnetic field that connects all of us. And from here, you can feel the me in me. Because I am you, and you are me. In that magnetic field of connection, through the heart, through the breath, and even beyond the breath, we still are connected in the field of the heart. that is not that, you know, or restricted thoughts or attention or whatever. It just dissolves. How are you feeling? Beautiful. <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I just want to let the uh, listeners know, Anya, that that piece of music is called Dream Culture by Kevin McLeod. Find that on his website, which is incompetech.com. I love that title. I love that title. Dream. Dream. What did you say? Dream. Dream culture. C-U-L-T-U-R-E. Culture. Yeah. 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 It so fits what we just said. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. So we are part of something really, really big. You know, and it's it's comforting, Ruth, on some levels, as you said earlier. It's comforting to know that we, you know, we're not alone. We're not alone. You know, there's more than just us. And, and on some level, we know that. We know that inside. There's something that already knows. We don't know what it is. I think we're going to find out, actually, in these new energies. I'm thinking as well, Anya, about um, Namkai Norbu, who's one of my favorite uh, Buddhist teachers. I've read a lot of his books. One of his books is called uh, The Crystal and the Way of Light. And he, he, the reason I like him is because he teaches that the purpose of our spiritual journey is to come to know the universe through direct experience and that this is only possible because we're part of the universe itself, because we're connected so it just mm. relates to everything that we've said today, and here's a from him. Uh, spiritual mm-hmm. realization is not knowledge about the universe, but the living experience of the nature of the universe. Ah, oh, fantastic. Ooh, that fills up your work, on you? Yeah, will you say it again? I want, to, I want to take that in more. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual realization is not knowledge about the universe, but the living experience of the nature of the universe. Mm. Mm. So I'm sitting, listeners, I'm sitting, and, and, and you too, if you can, I'm sitting with the nature of the universe, Ruth, the nature of the universe and what that might mean. So listeners, yeah, Take a moment. The nature of the universe. Hmm. What might that mean to you right now? So I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit with myself for a second, Ruth, and and then you too, Ruth, and then we'll we'll just chat around it. The nature of the universe. Nature of the universe. I I have to say what comes to me in the moment right now as I ask. You know, the nature of the universe. What one single word that comes through is oneness. Mm. Yeah, I almost want to say, what universe? Universe <laughs> sounds like a... Right. Universe sounds like this thing. When in this moment, as I ask the question, the nature of the universe, so what is the nature of the universe? And as I feel it in this moment, Ruth, is... There's no thing. There's no thing. There's just even being doesn't feel right in this moment. 
is mm. just awareness, 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 awareness. That's that's what comes. What about you, Ruth? Well, the first thing that came to me is a question. Like, well, what does nature mean? What do they mean, the nature of the universe? And I remember mm-hmm. reading uh, a few years ago now that the nature of water is wet. And I thought, oh, I get that now. I get that. The nature of water is wet. No matter what else you do to it, you know, you can mix it with other stuff. It doesn't change its fundamental nature is that it's wet. So I thought, well, if we apply that then to the universe, what's the nature of the universe and all of those things in it and what came for me I don't know if this is right or not but what came for me is love the nature of the universe love mm. 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 and so and so what is love <laughs> this is a million dollar <laughs> question right there listeners what is right. love what is love and Two things come, actually, when people say to me, what is love? It is a feeling. Love is a feeling, really. But then if you don't have a sentient body to feel that feeling of love, ask from there, what is love? And love is all that is. Mm. Love is all that is. Love is that... um, that spaciousness, love is that nature, love is that that no thing. Okay, now we're getting into words, and words are going to trick me up here, Rose. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to write, to lay words on it and try and explain it changes it. And so, listeners, that's why I invite you to just really, you know, take the time to just a few minutes a day drop inside where all that is, is. And you'll feel something that you will recognize. And it will be something like, oh, so that, that's me. Oh, that's we. Oh. It just is. It's just isness. And when you start to you know, sit in those realms, everything drops away. What might I mean by that, Ruth, when I say everything just drops away? The stuff of life. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff just drops away. You're just in the isness. <laughs> In presence, pure presence. You said it earlier. Yes, absolutely pure presence where none of the conditioning, none of the stickies, <laughs> you know, none of the stickies are stuck to us. And it's it's just you find out that you are, you are that awareness. You are that awareness. You are that space that, that goes beyond infinity. Yeah. Tough to de- describe the feelings, huh, Liz? Yes, yes. Yeah, because mm. as you said, it's it's not a feeling, it goes beyond a feeling. It goes I beyond mean, a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it takes some time to, to get used to, 
you know, pure presence. And then to, I, I mean, I've been hearing you teach and and work for many years, and it's it's taken me years <laughs> to really understand what you mean. Uh, like you often say, you know, bring the being to the doing. And I'm like, what being's that? Mm-hmm. Then? Where's this being? So I bring this alien along with me. <laughs> but it, it's um, it. You, I've I've dropped into it in layers, as as mm-hmm. stuff has mm-hmm. fallen away and fallen away and fallen away, and you realise mm-hmm. that you are what's left. You are not all of that stuff. I've heard you say that many a time, but you mm-hmm. know. I've, and over the years, just dropped in deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And, and as you drop in, listeners, and you go deeper and deeper inside, the, the journey is within. The the place, I don't know, do you ever really arrive? I, it's, it's um, again, it's the layers start to dissolve, the constrictions, and you start to move into the expansion without restriction the vastness of who you be. And who you be is not who you thought you were. You are part of um, a, a multiverse. You are, part, you are expanded. You're a wave when you're here in the physical. You're a wave in the ocean, a wave in the ocean. And how can you not be the ocean as well if you're a wave in the ocean? Pretty fascinating to think about it, Ruth. What what is it? What am I thinking of when you you take a bucket and you fill it with ocean water? It's not a bucket of water. It is the ocean. That's right. That's right. It's still the ocean. It can't not be. And so we are all a part of that oceanic consciousness, and connecting to that, ah, no limitations. You you. You move into the realm of potential possibility, probability, things start to change. So when you are feeling restricted or when you are feeling that your world is really small, open up, take those few minutes, go inside and feel, feel, feel the stillness that is there reminding you of who you really are. It's self-awareness, really. Moving into self-awareness. So that's all for now, folks. See you next time. I appreciate you, Ruth. I appreciate you. Bye for now. Now you can also read Anya's unconventional poetry, prose, and musings at clearlight.substack.com. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again as hosts, guests, and callers create a new, different, and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world. Thank you.